0: I am Dr. Robin Roth. And I'm Dr. Adrienne Rosenthal. Together, we are The Booby Docs, our Instagram account where we talk about breast health in an approachable and educational way.
1: We are both fellowship-trained breast radiologists who have been best friends since day one of med school.
0: We work together, we mom together, and now we podcast together.
1: This is The Booby Docs, the girlfriend's guide to breast cancer, breast health, and beyond.
0: In this podcast, we attempt to bridge the gap between doctor and patient while having some fun along the way all in around 30 minutes or less. So without further ado, let's be Breasties. Nailed it. (laughs) This
1: podcast is not intended for medical advice. Please contact your doctor with any symptoms or concerns that you may be having. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey Breasties, happy new year. (laughs) a new year it is going to be
0: guys so we made it we survived 2021 exhale by the skin of our teeth followed by a deep (laughs) deep inhale (laughs) what a year it's been
1: right it's been quite a year for everybody i've lost track of covid years like (laughs) i feel like dog years and covid years seem comparable
0: they are it's all a blur i feel like the past two years like did we age 14 years over the last two Uh, years. Oh, seriously. But we had a great year, though, because this was the first year that we were together as the Booby Docs, right? Absolutely. And we had had a good time. We We made pancakes out of pancake batter. (laughs) This year we got to, for me, the highlight of the year was going on, one, the Today Show, and two, going on Good Day Philadelphia, because that has been a long-term goal for me for my entire life.
1: I did not know how the Good Day Philadelphia thing was going to pan out. Like I had these, like, I had this premonition that I was going to like stare into the camera and you were going to be like,
0: say something, (laughs) but live TV is no joke. It really isn't, but it was really fun. And so that was for me, the highlight of the year. It was a big one. Yeah. So, you know, I want to use this time to set our intentions for the next year for 2022.
1: Intention setting, I think, is really important. Especially as we get older, like I've realized that the list is life. Yeah, Uh, the list is never ending. What is? What are your goals? And it's all about like what is at the top of the list, what is at the bottom of the list. And I think like prioritizing and zooming out and realizing what your priorities are move you towards actually not only setting your intentions, but achieving your goals.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my goal for the year is to be more intentional with my time. So ironic. I know, <laughs> with my time, I need to make more time for myself and kind of delegate where I can. I don't know, have you been watching Encanto? Have you watched that ever? The Disney movie? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I feel like I am Louisa. Like, yeah, I could
1: totally see that. You know, I ordered my dining room chairs based on their dining room chairs. Oh, wow, I loved that Mexican vibe. You are
0: the family magical. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, she's like pressure, drip, drip, drip. I don't know. I have to read the lyrics because they really speak to me, but I really feel like I'm Louisa. I could see that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So another one of my intentions for the year is to be health is to eat healthier um, and be more plant based or plant forward. And I told this to Adrienne a few months ago. I have to share this story because I think it tells our relationship in a nutshell. So I told her I wanted to eat, be healthier. And that night she showed up to my house and she Um, came to my pantry and I have a sweet tooth uh, by nature. And as a caveat, one of the things that
1: I love about going to Robin's house is that she's got all the goods. Right, like that's my
0: cheat house. Right. So we got lots of snacks. So anyway, so she comes over to my house at nine thirty. It's November first. You know, the day after after Halloween, and she comes in and she's throwing everything out, like like very aggressively. I was was
1: given instructions. Yeah. What were the instructions? (laughs) I don't even remember. But (laughs) in case you can't figure it out. This ended up in a, in a little lovers' quarrel. <laughs> no, so
0: so she throws out everything. Food's flying everywhere. All the snacks are getting thrown out, and she's We're organizing donated if they're not yeah. open. So but, she's organizing really nicely, but also it was a day after Halloween, and my kids had a lot of candy, and she kind of put that to the side. I, I have a start. confession. What did you, you did step
1: out to tend to a child, and I took it as an opportunity. She you threw
0: out all the Halloween put candy. It in
1: the, In the trash bin.
0: So the next day, when my daughter was
1: like. No, 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 it was the donate bin. It was the donate bin. Because, yeah, I, I have mixed emotions about donating. Halloween candy.
0: But anyway, so the next day my daughter's like, mom, can I have some of my Halloween candy for dessert? And I go to her her bucket okay. and emphasis it's all on, gone. Emphasis on the fact that it's the morning. <laughs> no, it was at night. It was the next day. But anyways, regardless, she threw away all my Halloween candy and I was like crying. Like, well, I, you always
1: talk to me about how extreme I am. And in my mind, like if it's, if it's there, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And if it's not, I'm. I'm going to eat something else. So that was my headspace.
0: I have a little bit more self-control. I like to hide it in places so my family <laughs> can't find it. But anyway, so we got in a little fight, but then we made up. Because then she, the did. next day she dropped off like a huge Trader Joe's grocery swag bag of like bok choy and all the all the fruits Foods and peas. veggies. <laughs> um, so no, Fresh I was peas. really appreciative. So I am going to try to eat healthier this year in moderation. You know,
1: with plant-based diet and and. I am like ninety to ninety five percent plant based. Like I I won't not eat bread or challah if it has egg or butter in it. Like that's so. I think you do the best you can, and and for me, doing the best I can means kind of keeping the junk food out of my house and keeping as many easy snackable healthy options in my house. And, yeah. If it's there, I'm going to eat it. That's like the rule that I've realized works for me. So if I want to eat it, I'm going to keep it in my house. And if I don't, it's going to go to the garbage or not buy it at all. You
0: told me something that really stuck with me, which was that healthy eating starts at the grocery store. It's aisle one. Yeah.
1: Everything you need is in the produce section. Right. Maybe not. And, you know, I I hit up the frozen section, too, because frozen fruits and veggies and that every, like 90% of what I try to buy is either in the frozen section or aisle one. And yeah. that's and that's where the least processed foods exist as well.
0: Yeah, so I'm making better choices. I'm starting, I'm still gonna eat sweets. The other thing that Adrian did, which cracked me up, was what for our holiday gifts, our, our technologists always make us <laughs> this giant cookie tray or give us lots of you know treats and sweets. And they made us little can- canisters that say Robin's sweets. And, in, and Adrian got the word out that I'm now eating healthy. And so all of my candy has now been subbed out for- Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Dried fruit without sugar, nuts, um, egg white bars. You RX bars in there. (laughs) still a little bit bitter, but. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that one. You might have gone a little too far. I do feel,
1: that one hurt. That one hurt me too. (laughs) You
0: got, yeah. Because you're my
1: cheat. So I usually go to your office and gorge and there's just nothing. And what's ridiculous
0: is the next day she comes into my office like, got anything sweet? And I was like, no, I don't because you took it all and you made them throw it out. So. We're all we're
1: all being punished. I think that is a good intention. And you know what else I've learned over the last couple of months mm-hmm. is that, you know, when I was growing up, I viewed exercise as a way to, like, stay lean and, like, look a certain way. And as I'm in, like, my late 30s, now I'm 40... For me, exercising is much less about that and so much more about how I notice my mood shift after I exercise. Mm -hmm. It's like a true stress release for me. Yeah. In the now. Like, I get, you know, I start my exercise routine feeling a certain way and I sweat it out. And at the end, I,
0: I, like psychologically feel better. I mean, Allie Love is your therapist. Uh, yes. she <laughs> Really, is.
1: shout out to Allie Love. I, Allie I'm, Love is definitely my therapist and like my exercise guru, life guru. Yeah. You know what I love about her? I feel like she, she keeps it real, she keeps it honest and she like takes you <clears throat> on her journey too. It's yeah. not just about you, it's about her too. Yeah, she
0: she's my friend. <laughs> I know, Allie, if you're listening, we love you. She's definitely not listening. <laughs> but wouldn't that be something? You never know. You, no, never you know, know. What? Um, no. My goal is also my. I really want to try to squeeze in 20 minutes of a workout, and it's hard because I always say I'm going to work out before work, but that doesn't happen because my kids wake up at random hours. So I'm just going to try to fit it in where I can. Well,
1: I think something that I've also what I've appreciated about the whole exercise goals that I've started over the last few months is that my husband's really on board Mm -hmm. and he helps me facilitate it. Yeah, And I think we both realize that like, you know, squeezing in 20 or 30 minutes or just doing that just like makes for a better, happier person. It's true.
0: Me and my husband both need to do this. Yeah. Well, it's,
1: you know, and it's
0: all about that list. It's all about like priorities. Like if that's at the
1: top of your list, you're going to do it.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm putting myself at the top of my list. No, but you know, with three kids each, and like, you know, work, podcast, Instagram, it becomes a lot. So I'm trying to refocus. I'm actually, and just being more intentional with my time. Um, really? So one thing I want to work on is delegating more, and especially with our Instagram with the Booby Docs, we have a great team of med students working with us, and I think this is a great uh, rock stars. Yeah, they. Uh, I want to just take a minute to introduce them. So we have our awesome podcast producer Christian Cuveda, who's really he's been take, with us
1: from the beginning. Yeah, he's so. Just, Round of
0: applause for yeah. him. And then we also have Caitlin and Erin Sanzone who are our med students. And I say that they're our social media tastemakers. They're kind I of helping that. us get our Instagram. They're, the other day she told me, she's like, I love your content, but it's so disorganized, which just, is which is my great brain. Feedback. Yeah, my, great feedback. my brain is disorganized. So she's helped, they're gonna help us get a little bit fine tuning that. And I love that they're sisters because I feel like they totally get us because of that and then also they're also
1: I love the fact that like they they are so much younger than us so I think that they grew up on social media much more than we did so they're kind they're They're aging us younger. (laughs) Yeah, they've got
0: their pulse on the uh, people, you know. And also, Bo Choi is making our incredible website. So I'm really excited about... It's
1: it's gonna be a great year. I really think last year was the foundation. We were finding our voice. We were learning a lot and still continue to do so. And I feel like we're going into 2022 with a little more finesse. Yeah, (laughs) so
0: we're excited. And on that note, a few months ago, we were actually on the Out in the Crowd podcast. So we sat down with Dr. Anne Anthony Mazzarelli, who is the CEO slash co-president of Cooper University Hospital, where we work. Um, and we really got to tell our story about how he became the Booby Docs and shared some fun stories that we might not have shared previously. So,
1: What I thought was interesting about that podcast experience was that after we finished the recording, um, he turned to us and he was like, what What are your intentions with this? Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go with this? And it was almost like a sitcom, like we both said different things at the same time. <laughs> and. When we boiled it down, though, we did find a common goal, and that goal was that outreach and just making an impact and improving Women's Fund of Knowledge with breast health and better outcomes was really at the core of what we're doing. And I thought that was just really important for us to like realize that we just, at the end of the day, it all boils down to that. Like yeah. whatever we're doing, that's the, that's the final goal. Yeah,
0: and you know, and especially with this podcast, Our intention with this podcast is to help someone who's potentially been newly diagnosed or had someone newly diagnosed that they know, help them kind of navigate through those early beginning stages, which are so, you know, incredibly grueling. Yeah, grueling. So we're hoping to kind of help people through that. And we hope you find this podcast helpful. Without further ado, here we are on the Out in the Crowd podcast with Dr. Anthony Mazzarelli. We hope you enjoy.
2: And welcome to another episode of Out in the Crowd with No O'Dowd, the podcast edition. I'm Anthony Masri, one of Cooper's co-CEOs. Kevin O'Dowd is not here today. He's he's on assignment. It's gonna. Everyone's going to be shocked by what the Out in the Crowd is that. He's on assignment for, but that'll come, that'll come later. So, and as a reminder, the purpose of Out in the Crowd is to highlight all the great work and interesting stories about our team members. There's information on the Pulse and Pulse Plus about how to nominate someone as a guest, or you can email out in the crowd at cooperhealth.edu. But without further delay, let's start today's, with today's guests. Actually, we have two special guests today, uh, Dr. Robin Roth and Dr. Adrian Rosenthal. Uh, Dr. Roth has been at Cooper for over seven years and is the Women's Imaging Fellowship Director and Assistant Professor in the Department of Radiology. Dr. Rosenthal has been at Cooper for three years now and is an Assistant Professor in the Department of Radiology. Both are fellowship trained breast radiologists. And as we wrap up Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we thought it would be appropriate to highlight their efforts and the creative advocacy work they've been doing regarding breast cancer awareness, because they together are known as the booby docs, right? Is that? I don't want anyone to think, even for a moment, that I just like coined that. Like, oh, two breast radiologists (laughs) is what I'll call them. No, this, you are known as the booby docs, right? And we'll talk about why in a minute. Um, That you've, you know, taken on that moniker, but let's start from the beginning. So I understand the two of you have a very long relationship predating your time at Cooper. So tell us about how it all started.
0: Hey, Hey, Breasties. breasties. Sorry, we had to do that.
2: There we
0: go. (laughs) That's our tagline for our podcast. Yes,
2: the Breasties.
0: So, actually, so Adrian and I met the first day of medical school at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, New York. Uh, We sat next to the bus on med school orientation and kind of hit it off instantly. Do you remember?
1: We were giggling and a little puppy Mm jumping in the window. We drove Mm -hmm. by a pet store, and there was this little Jack Russell Terrier that was jumping up and down really excited, and we were sitting next to each other on the bus, and we were just giggling over it, and I was like, I like your energy so yeah.
2: you randomly were sitting next to randomly where, where are you taking a bus to I mean don't you show up by yourself to med school like where, where are they busing you to so
0: we were going on a cruise around Manhattan right the Statue of Liberty oh, tour got it Got it.
2: so it was like an orientation it was that early it was that it early. was like an orientation social event it
0: didn't even start yet like med school didn't even start yet we were orientation and we were you, desperate we needed friends.
2: <laughs> yeah and you find each other yep you sit next to each other and you instantly become friends yes all right, so fast forward to tell us how you both ended up a Cooper and how the concept of the booby doctors came up.
0: Well, I think we even have to back up a little further because oh, even, let's go. even throughout med school we both kind of piggybacked on each other's careers. Like
1: so third year of med school, I was at Beth Israel and so was Robin, and we had lunch at a little pizza joint mm-hmm. and a glass of wine and I remember tell me tell me what you're gonna do and Robin goes, I don't know, I'm thinking about radiology. Oh I'm thinking about OBGYN. We both gave our reasons, and by the end of the the pizza meal, I was like, I, I think I need to do radiology
2: now. How many glasses of wine did that <laughs>
1: mean? She's I'm very a lightweight. Yeah. It's probably just one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to ask whether you went at lunch back to the hospital. Yeah.
0: This was a nighttime event. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was
2: a nighttime thing. But, okay. So
0: uh, I did radiology, and she then switched to radiology as well, right. and we do residencies. I, and then
2: where'd you match? Where'd you each match? Which is, uh, so people want <clears> to know, <throat> when you're done med school, you don't just choose where you go you go through this process called the match process where you rank programs they rank you and where did you each end up in radiology
1: so i'm a philly girl born and raised actually south jersey but we all think
2: we're from philly Mm, (laughs) Um, i'm uh, I'm gonna hold that against you a little bit later (laughs) i'm a south jersey guy from south jersey um, i don't i don't like i don't try to shine it or buff it with philadelphia like you just did but we'll don't worry about that. We'll come back to that. So you're a you're from Cherry Hill, right? Exactly. So you're from Cherry Hill, yeah. but you tell people Philadelphia. We know that now. And so you end up matching where?
1: At Albert Einstein in Philadelphia. In
2: Philadelphia. So you go from Albert Einstein Medical School in the Bronx to it's Albert Einstein...
0: Very confusing for a lot yeah. of people. A lot of family members. I got it. Yeah. I got it.
2: Now, how about you? So
0: this is a great story. So I wanted to stay in New York but she convinced me for 1 year just to move to Philly. Let's go to Einstein transitional year together. And somehow we made this work. So I matched in Philly for what was supposed to be 1 year and we do intern year together at Albert Einstein transitional year. I meet my husband in that year mm. who also matched into radiology to share it. at Cooper. Nice. Yeah, and actually
2: we But was he was he doing his
0: transitional year at Einstein? It gets complicated. He was actually in Chicago for that 1 year. I can go. But you came
2: to Philly. I didn't know him yet. And he was matching a Cooper, and he matched a Cooper, but somehow you met him. So the
0: day I moved to Philly, he moved from Philly to Chicago, but his friend was in my program, and he was like, you have to meet my friend Howard. He's... He's a radiologist. He's a gator. He went, went to college together at University of Florida. Yeah, but that's
2: huge, though, right? I know. So we but, probably didn't know each other. No,
0: but we did homecoming with his
2: fraternity. So we
0: many oh. mutual friends. When
2: you say we, is it your sorority? Yeah. All right, we'll do the fun stuff yeah later. Like, gonna, There's we'll a come, lot. So, we'll come back. So here.
0: anyways, long story short, I matched, into, I matched at Montefiore in New York, but I ended up transferring to Penn after my first year of radiology.
2: All right. So then you're both doing radiology um, here. And now tell me, how do you end up at Cooper? And how do you end up, uh, you know, with this concept of the booby docs?
0: So we so we both do breast fellowships. Again, I convinced her to do a breast fellowship. (laughs) I was planning on
1: doing interventional radiology. And Robin said, "Tell,
0: tell me why. Yeah.
1: And she said, breast radiology hits all those
0: marks. Yeah you
1: should go for breast radiology. And yeah. I said,
0: <laughs> okay, you're right again. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I do breast, both do breast radiology at different institutions. And my, my cousins were both affected by breast cancer. They ended up being BRCA. So I knew from early on, I wanted to do breast imaging. And um, so I came to Cooper right out of training at a fellowship at Penn. Um, and, I wanted to start a blog or like an Instagram, a medical Instagram. And I actually, I didn't know what to call it. I was like, debating. I, I knew I wanted to do something with breasts. And, um, you know, I have three young kids. And I, I always, when I talk about my work, I say, I'm a booby doctor. And then it kind of hit me that maybe it should be the booby doctor. So actually, I started it in 2018. It was it went, it went was Dr. Robin Roth. And then it was the booby doctor, the booby doc. And so you were solo. solo. It wasn't the booby
2: docs. It was the booby doc.
0: No, but at that time, she wasn't even working at Cooper. So- I've been trying yeah, to get. So who cares be, about it? Right? <laughs> exactly. But she had just started like a few years I was ago at Albert Einstein,
1: which is where I did my residency program. I I came back there as an attending, and Robin was like every so often she'd just like send me a carrot. She'd be like, "We're ready when you are." Yeah. And finally, the opportunity came up, and it. You know, it, it worked out really well. It's been three years since I've been at Cooper, and, and it's been a, another great decision. And then when Robin when did the decision
2: to come end. to pull, pull yes. her in? Yeah, <laughs> well, the second booby doc. So, it well, doesn't make sense you would have two booby docs, just yeah, for the record. But right. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so I was, like, struggling with what to do with it. I You know, I made it, and I was struggling with what to pose. It, it always felt weird to put myself out there. And I was like, what do I do with this? And one night I was in the shower. Adrian just started working here, and I was like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I, like, said I had an aha moment. I go, Adrian. Gonna, and I uh, mm-hmm. I texted her. I go, I'm adding an S. We're going to be the booby docs. And we're going to talk about being moms, being best friends, being breast radiologists, all the things. And she's like, yes.
1: In the and meantime, I had actually just gone off social media. Yeah. I watched something. Like electronic
2: like- vacations. Did you watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the most common thing I hear after someone says I've gotten off social media was I just watched The Social Dilemma yeah. on Netflix.
1: I deleted Facebook midway through watching that. And Instagram I stayed active on, but I didn't check it. I took it off my phone. I didn't delete my account, but I took it off my phone, and Robin pulled me back in. But it felt purposeful this time. It wasn't just to show myself and my family. It was to get the word out about breast health and breast cancer and how we can empower people around us in the local community and the community at large to, to make informed decisions and have the information more readily accessible.
2: Well, let's talk about that. So Mm -hmm. as we said, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So there's a lot in the media about the importance of early detection, annual mammograms, about different treatment options. It's an important message that's year round, Mm -hmm. not just in October, obviously. The two of you have been spreading this message, Mm -hmm. right? So tell everyone who's listening, what's the main takeaway of your message to women? What do they need to know? What do they need to do?
0: So early detection is key. Um, with pretty much all cancers, but especially breast, um, you know, so we really encourage, um, you know, there's lots of conflicting recommendations. And I think that's why it's so important that we try to directly talk to, you know, the patients and, and even physicians. We have a lot of physicians that follow us. But, you know, all societies agree that starting at 40 every year saves the most lives. Starting screening mammograms. For right. average risk women. If you're high risk, you may need to start earlier. And then that brings up the conversation. Well, who's high risk? And there's a lot of people that are probably high risk that don't realize it. And then we start talking about, you know, knowing your risk factors. Um, actually, Society of Breast Imaging recommends that all women um, be, especially Ashkenazi Jewish and black women, be assessed for risk cancer uh, risk factors by before age 30. Um, nice. Trying to identify people who are high risk. That These are great early, messages. Right. And
2: I'll tell you what I love about the booby docs, mm-hmm. right? Because I've now I've watched you when you've been on TV and listened to the, to the podcast. You, at the core of everything, is you trying to get people to make sure they know this message you just said about mm-hmm. screening and detection. And my favorite example of it was, I think it was on the TV hit, you basically said, hey, if you're watching, go yeah. Go get screened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no time like like the present.
2: Yeah, like hey, let this be. If you you know listen, so I think we should say that about this podcast. If you are someone listening to this podcast, and you you know make sure you talk to your doctor about whether if you're forty, if you're average risk, Mm -hmm. and you're forty and over, you should be getting your mammogram, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe you should talk to your doctor about whether you have the risk factors to even get it done sooner, right? Right,
1: and especially in this pandemic, it's been so easy for people to put off their their health and simple screening tools that we have available to us it's not just it extends beyond getting a mammogram it's the colonoscopy the skin exam there's so many different things that we can do to catch cancer at its earliest stage and making that a priority is going to is going to pay in in the future. So yeah. that's that's a huge message that we've been trying to get out there.
0: Yeah, and because of the pandemic, we're seeing much more delayed stage cancers. Like oh. people are not coming. They put off their routine screening. So now they're presenting with like a lump. And by the time it's a lump, it's large. You know, we encourage people to do a self-breast exam. But I still think,
2: um, you know, screening really is important. So you talked about screening mammograms. Mm-hmm. How often and when should the self-breast exam be?
1: So it, it's...
2: Oh, you gave a look. Do so you know what I know? I know this is how much I'm a fan of the booby doc. I know that look means eh, it's either a little complicated, or you kind of maybe even disagree a little bit with each yeah. other, right? Is yeah. that that look? Well, you can tell when breasties have a disagreement. <laughs> you can tell from the look on their face. You, you can know feel it's, it. it's audio, so they can't. Everyone listening can't see it. But, but go you, ahead. You can so keep talk about. I
0: right.
1: You no, know, I. You know, we advocate that women get the, examine their own breasts at the same time every month uh, consistently. And and there's no age where you're too young to do that. A lot of women say, well, I'm in my 20s, I'm not at risk for breast cancer. But the, the role behind monthly self breast examinations is that you're learning your body. And at the end of the day, you are your best advocate. And if you feel something different and you've been feeling your breasts for a decade, then when you're 30 or when you're 40 and you notice and you feel something different, that's significant.
0: It's
2: basically like practice. So you'll yeah, know. Exactly. You'll know, and then you get better at, at the actual touch and the feel, and then you'll yeah, be able to sense it, right? Exactly.
0: We, we hear people say that, I don't want, I, I have lumpy breasts. Well, that's how your breast feels, right? Like, so when it becomes not lumpy or there's a lump that feels different, that's when you should be worried.
2: Now, I watched a TikTok yeah. <laughs> where I think you were advocating for the first of the month.
1: Yeah. So- so it's interesting because a lot. It's so all the
2: show research, by the way, all yeah. the show. Yeah, research. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You've been
0: scrolling our Instagram,
2: clearly. Yeah.
1: Yes. If you're going to dissect the monthly breast exam, in an ideal situation, you want to do it between days seven and fourteen of your of the first day of your last menstrual period. But a lot of people don't find that to be practical. It's but not if they're on Instagram and they get flooded with reminders that it's the first of a month and that you should be doing your breast exam. Well, that's better than nothing.
2: Right. Yeah. So consistently doing the first of the month yeah. is better than occasionally remembering it's day seven to 14 yeah. away from your menstrual. Cycle.
0: We say exactly. feel it on the first. And that's a hashtag that we we support. And, you know, and it gets complicated because the American Cancer Society does not recommend a self-breast exam. But they also say that it's important for women to recognize changes in their own breasts. So that can be confusing. Uh, it could
2: be confusing. Yeah. So let's talk about um, you, you know, we, I mentioned TikTok. I saw you on TV. What's the name? Because now you have a podcast. What's the name of your podcast and where can people hear?
1: So the name of our podcast is The Booby Docs, The Girlfriend's <laughs> Guide to Breast Cancer, Breast Health, and Beyond. And it's available on all platforms where you can listen to podcasts. Um, you can also probably find it through our Instagram handle.
0: They'll mm-hmm. be, do we have a... Sometimes there's a link in bio. Yeah, sometimes
1: there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and... We wanted to tackle breast cancer, we wanted to tackle breast health, but we also wanted to tackle other important topics that we think have to do with our daily lives and living a healthy lifestyle and and so we wanted to keep the scope a little more open than just breast cancer and breast health for that reason yeah. That's
0: great. And episodes are about 30 minutes each. They are every two weeks they alternate. We um, talk to lots of patients and doctors about that have been affected by cancer in some way and often t- both in the same episode trying to wrap it up. Like one of our nice. episodes was a woman who was diagnosed with breast cancer while she was pregnant and we followed that up with a, genet- uh, a high risk OBGYN here Dr. Cardonic and she talked about you know what people need to know about breast cancer during pregnancy.
1: Nice. Dr. Cardonic is actually one of the pioneers of treating women who are pregnant and have a diagnosis of breast cancer, and, in, and she's at Cooper. She's one of our stars. So yeah. it was it was a nice little. Maybe yeah. she should
2: be on a future out in the crowd. We oh. nominate her. This we is our nomination. <laughs> shout out. So yeah. if you, I know you're both uh, avid listeners to Out in the Crowd. Mm-hmm. I know for sure. So if you follow, you know this is the part where we get a little personal, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we talk about stuff. We switch gears. Some fun facts. Uh, you know, the research department here uh, has, has done a lot of stuff. So, you know, the first fun fact, that was for both of you, you already talked about, which I think it's pretty amazing that you sat next to each other, you know, on, on the bus in the first day of medical school. Yes, that was 15, um,
0: de- 15 years ago now.
2: 15 years ago. But time. Dr. Roth, I'm going to start with you yeah. to get a little more. Um, yeah. Tell me about Botswana. Oh
0: this is a good one. So when I was a resident of Penn, I had the opportunity to rotate in, um, in Gaborone in Botswana at um, Princess Marina Hospital. And um, I did about five weeks of radiology there. I saw some amazing cases, a lot of HIV, um, you know, lots of complications of HIV. And the last day we were there, um, we got word that President George W. Bush was uh, coming through the campus. And they basically said, you're not going to be able to you're not able to be able to take pictures with him. He's just going to kind of take a tour. So anyways, um, it's the day of, it was, it was the day that he was there and we hear that he's coming and everyone lines up along the hallway and I line up and it's clear that he's stopping at every person and, and shaking their hands. And I was at a sea full of, you know, people from Africa and I, he gets to me and I go, hi, Mr. President, I'm Robin from Penn. And he goes, um... I said, we're so happy you're here. And he said, I'm so happy you're here. Are you part of the PEN program? And I said, yeah. And um, so anyways, we take a picture. I said, can I bother you for a picture? And he said, of course. So I gave my phone to my attending, who didn't have a lot of experience with an iPhone. And he took a picture. And I said, thank you so much, Mr. President. And he walks away to the next person. And I look at the picture. And it's like a selfie. But it's only our nose and his eyes. Oh, botched it. Yeah, it was a botched selfie. And I go, oh, my God. I, I can't. I'm not going to throw away my shot. This is so
2: right, my right.
0: Shot. so I go, Mr. President, can I just bother you for one more picture? I'm so sorry it didn't come out. And he goes, of course. And he came back, and I gave my phone to the Secret Service agent, and he took the best picture of all time. And then he kissed me on my forehead, and he said, "You remind me of my daughter." Oh, that's and then he, Jenna Hager. Well, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it was So Yeah, nice. which one, Jenna? I, I right. assume Jenna.
2: <laughs> well, that was uh, that's good. It now, all, and you mm-hmm. have a Cooper connection. Deeper than just your husband training here, right? Uh-huh. What's the other three connections? So I've
0: delivered all three babies here at Cooper. So we are a true Cooper family. Yeah. yeah.
2: True <laughs> Cooper family. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Dr. Rosenthal, I'm switching to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Grandma Lena. She's bless a herself. That's yours, right? She's your <laughs> grandmom.
1: I belong to her.
2: Talk about her.
1: Grandma Lena uh, was born in Poland and uh, World War II Holocaust survivor actually lived in the basement under a staircase. She was hidden from the Nazis by a righteous Christian woman who actually also hid it from her husband who was in the police, and her and her mother and her sister, and they survived the war. This is another amazing story where she also escaped death. When she was liberated, she came back to her house In Poland and asked for, uh, asked to be in the house for a few nights just to have, and and they said, no, if you come back, we'll kill you. We'll have you killed. So she went into a field like a little down the road and then came back the next day and it had been bombed. The entire house was demolished. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, so, and in addition to that, she has also had breast cancer four times. So to say that she has nine lives is kind of an understatement. <laughs> but she actually is a thriving 97-year-old. She takes care of my 101-year-old grandfather. It's a second marriage, but we lovingly call him Grandpa Max, and she's over at Lionsgate a couple miles away from my house, and we see her on a weekly basis. So,
2: that, And I saw the one TikTok where yeah. she's doing the hand, yes. you yeah. know.
0: We get her. So she actually
2: was recently diagnosed with her
0: fourth breast cancer that was treated with cryoablation, which is amazing. Uh, we talked about on that because... We weren't even familiar with that.
1: Yes. we Actually, Dr. Pauline Germain put cryoblation on my radar because she wasn't a good candidate for surgery um, because of her cardiac conditions, and she also wasn't a good candidate for um, any sort of chemotherapy because of her performance statuses and her demineralization. I'm getting too far into the details, but um, there's a procedure where you can freeze the tumor and basically destroy it in the breast, and they've done this in other organ systems like the liver and the kidney. Um, but it's relatively new in the breast world. So not every institution offers it.
2: Um, but Grandma Lena's hip. Yeah. So she got this new modern yeah.
0: treatment. She totally did. And then did she filmed you, a TikTok
2: with us. She, how about she's <laughs> got, to, got to get her on the podcast?
0: Oh, please. Yeah, she's please. a boss.
2: Yeah, you got she's to get her in the podcast. Boss. Sorry, next thing about you, Dr. Rosenthal, is. You know some people take time off between med school and college uh, or college and med school. Some people they you took time off between high school and college, right?
1: So I actually did not take time oh,
2: off. Oh, you didn't take time I off. I was
1: going to. So I was an avid ballerina growing up um in the nutcracker every year, danced 5 days a week, spent two summers in Colorado. Really thought that for the early part of my life I was going to be a professional dancer. Um but the long story short is that I was too tall. I'm, I'm almost six feet. And a lot of companies don't like hiring dancers that are that tall because the core, it you kind of stick a, like, store a thumb. Um, and so I was going to auditions at Lincoln Center back and forth and kind of getting turned down, even though I felt like my technique was kind of on par. And some a photographer at Lincoln Center, one of the cafes, said, can I take your picture? Would you be interested in modeling? And it, was, it got me at the right moment. I was annoyed with the situation with the dance situation. So I took a few pictures, um, got a contract at Ford Modeling Agency in New York, and for my junior and my senior year of high school, I was going back and forth to, to New York and also spent two summers in Milan, Italy. And it was... As a model. As a model. Let's be
2: clear, you were yes, a model. I was.
1: Yes, I was not dancing. <laughs> Call anyway. it like it is. <laughs> uh, and it was awesome. And it was... I was going to say, what was it like? It was, you know, it was a... Amazing experience for a teenager. My only,
2: my only experience with modeling is watching Zoolander, the movie. So <laughs> it exactly Is it like, like that? that? Is it exactly Did you, did you have your did own you look and everything? There, there were. Yeah, <laughs> do you have Blue Steel? Do you have Blue Steel?
1: Never could get it, actually. That you was do. that All was the right.
0: sticking
2: point. <laughs> well well, Dr. Robin Roth, Dr. Adrian Rosenthal, thank you both for being our guest here on Out no in the Crowd much. with Mazno O'Dowd Thank you both. Thank, thank you for having us. us.
1: Hey, breasties, it's Robin and Adrian. Have a breast related question,
0: have some feedback, or just want to say hi? Leave, Leave us, us a message.
2: message. Beep. Hi, Adrian, this
0: is Grandma Lee, Grandpa Max, Corey.
2: wish you a happy
0: and a healthy New Year. You and your beautiful family. I hope you had a good time on vacation. Call me if you can, okay, Sita? So be well. Love you. Miss you so much. I would like to see you one day. So you be yeah. well. And regards to everybody, love to everybody, to the children. Kiss Adam, everybody from us. And a happy and healthy year yeah. to all of you. Be well. Until next time, let's, let's be
1: Breasties.
0: Be breasties. If you like what you heard or learned something new, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and subscribe. I've literally always wanted to say that and share with your friends. Make sure you check back every two weeks for more great content. We've got some incredible guests coming up and you won't wanna miss them. And follow the Booby Docs across all social media platforms for more of the breast information.